Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the highlight of human civilization. It's called Coffee with Scott Adams, and on a slow news day like today, it's exactly where you want to be, because what would you rather be doing? Sleeping in? No, nonsense. You want to be here. And if you'd like to take this experience up to levels that even Canada could not understand, all you need is a cup or a mug or a glass, a tanker, Charles or Stein, a canteen jug or flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure. It's the dopamine of the day, the thing that makes everything better, I will stipulate. It's called the simultaneous sip, and it happens now. Go. Ah, so good. Uh, I saw a reference to the men who live alone uh, die die younger. And the joke was, no, it just seems like it. <laughs> or, no, I don't know what the joke was. But that's one of those backwards correlation ones. Who do you think people marry? People who look like they're going to die pretty soon or people who look healthy? I got a feeling that nobody marries somebody who looks like they're going to die. So probably married people do live longer. Yep. So there's a big old festival called Burning Man, and uh, things went wrong. I don't know. Can you believe it? That there's a big festival that famous people went to and something went wrong? I don't know. Whoever heard of a thing like that happening? Well, there was a flood that turned their dirt into mud, and, and now, oh, oh God, the, the experts were right. You can't actually talk about Burning Man for more than 30 seconds without falling asleep. Let's try it again. Well, there's a festival, it's called uh, Burning Man, and, and there's mud. Nobody cares about Burning Man unless you're there. How many of you are at Burning Man? No? Nobody? Can we all agree? Can we, can we stipulate that we don't care what happens? <laughs> I mean, I hope everybody's safe. But we don't care if they're muddy. And we don't really care if... Don't care at all, basically. So there's a... In the, on social media, I saw a report of a study that says ivermectin really worked well. So, does that sound credible? There's a study that has something to do with something about the pandemic. Is the study credible? Oh, let me look at the details, Scott. No, you don't get to look at the details. Well, how will I know if it's a randomized controlled trial or not? No, answer the question without knowing that. But, 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 what if it's done by really credible people? No. Answer the question. The answer is no. There's no credible data that has ever come out of the pandemic. <laughs> nothing. Not, nothing that agrees with you. Nothing that disagrees with you. No freaking idea. We, we will forever go to the end of our days not really knowing what happened, but that allows everybody to assume they're the ones who got it right. So I guess that's good. How many of you heard a, an audio, which I'm suspecting is not real, 
but I don't know in what way it would have been faked, that alleges uh, that uh, James Clapper is on there being allegedly interviewed about something, sounds like a legal context, and if any of it were true, it would be shocking to the point of unbelievable. And what do I say when you see news stories that are unbelievable? They're almost always not true. Now, the online defense is that it wasn't really James Clapper. Do you believe that? Do you know who would start, who would start an argument that it was really another guy? Oh, and the other guy that people say it is? It's really sad, but tragically, he, he died recently. Yeah, yeah, the person who they say it was uh, died in May. Uh-huh. So, coincidentally, the person who was, who sounds exactly like Clapper, who really wasn't, he sounds exactly like him, and also coincidentally died. That's, uh, that's two really big coincidences for the same person. Died recently, just when we'd want to talk to him, and also sounds exactly like somebody that nobody else in the world sounds like. I'll bet you you could take seven, eight billion people, and you wouldn't find one that sounded like Clapper. But we found one. Recently died. Recently died, yeah. Now, what should you believe about this story? Nothing. Nothing. There's not a single credible part of this story. I would tell you what he said, it's you know real conspiratorial stuff. The, the essence of it is that some prominent deep state member whose name I won't mention because it's not credible enough is behind a bunch of blackmail schemes of notable people you've heard of. I don't know. The, the only thing it has in its favor is that it's bipartisan. So it doesn't seem to be you know just pro-Democrat or pro-Republican. Sounds like something that would involve both parties. So that's the only thing that gives it a, a little feel of maybe true, but it's, it's way beyond, it's way below the line of credibility. But it's fun. If you'd like to know for sure, if it's Clapper, that would be easy. Because there are programs, I think you'd probably you know, Google it and it would come right up. There is a way to check if somebody's word pattern usage matches their past pattern of usage. And if somebody's just speaking off the top of their head, which is what the audio purports, um, you can match it pretty much every time. It'd be like a 98% chance you could match it. So if anybody cared, you'd just go find one of those language matching apps, match it up to things he said before, and you would know for sure. But I'm not going to tell you what he said. You can look at it on online. I just don't want to repeat it more than, more than I have to. But it would be shocking and change the world if it were true. All right, Israel's having a problem with uh, uh, African immigrants. I guess they had a big uh, brawl in Tel Aviv. And hundreds were involved in brawling and rioting, and so Netanyahu says he's going to deport the Africans. Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think he's really going to deport Africans from Israel? I don't know. I've got, I've got my doubts. Maybe he'll deport people who were no, you know, captured on video causing trouble. He might do that. But do you think he's going to take every African and a few hundred had a riot? 
Can he get, can he get away with that politically, domestically? Because I got a feeling that the Israelis are pretty much against discriminating, or at least a lot of them. I don't know. I wouldn't speak for all of them. But I would think that there's a... Because of their history, presumably they would be very against targeting any, any group of ethnic people. I'm not sure he'll get away with it. I mean, he said he'd do it, but who knows if that's really going to happen. Who knows? We'll keep an eye on that. It might be a you know, canary in the coal mine for something happening over here, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, Representative Nancy Mace, who continues to be one of the more interesting people in politics, only because she says stuff you're not supposed to say on TV. Uh, so here's something she said out loud on uh, CNN, and CNN aired it without bleeping it, <laughs> and they replayed it without bleeping it. So she said, she was talking about... Uh, how the Republicans are handling the issue of abortion, and she said, quote, we cannot be assholes to women. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's perfect. That, that's, a, that's my exact opinion, the political part of my opinion. I don't give you my own opinion on abortion, because as I often say, leave it to women. You know, I'll just follow the lead of women. If women want it to be legal in my state, I'll agree. If they want it to be illegal in my state, I'll just say it wasn't my decision. So, but Nancy Mace is a woman, and she's got a, uh, a credible uh, right to her opinion on this, and I like the fact that she's calling it out, the, the political element of it. The political element of it is you're going to have to uh, make sure that women are okay with whatever it is the Republicans say, or you're not going to win any elections. Now, that's different from the issue of what you think about abortion itself. I'm just talking about the messaging. The messaging has to be a little smarter on the Republican side. I, w- I would say it's lacking quite a bit. Um, and the, it's probably 50% less good than it could be, the messaging part, without changing the message. So I would listen to Nancy Mace on messaging. She seems really good on that stuff. Um, so I saw a uh, tweet from Joe Biden saying that diversity is the thing that he's working for. He's trying to get that diversity up in the country. And here's my reframe on diversity. Diversity is a goal, right? I mean, that's what the president says. We want more diversity. It's a goal. Goals are stupid in general, just in general. Goals are suboptimal. I wrote a book about it. It's the most famous thing I've ever done. There are many books on Amazon right now that have picked up that point that systems are better than goals, and you know they're, they're like a whole explosion of books on the very point that systems are better than goals. But who doesn't know that? Apparently the President of the United States. One of the most, one of the most basic tr- uh, understood truths of business and life and being effective is that you need a system. And if all you have is a goal, you're in trouble. Now, what, what would you do if you treated diversity as a goal? You would take from people who have what you want. Now, this would be true of equity or diversity, because diversity is just part of equity. So let's just say, let's just say equity instead, because I'd say diversity is a subset of the larger question of equity. So equity 
if that's your goal, what do you do about it? Well, if it's a goal, and some people have more and some people have less, it's pretty obvious. You take from the people who have more, you give it to the people who have less, boom, problem solved. That's, that's what a goal-oriented approach gives you. One approach, take money from the people who have it, give it to the people who don't. Now, suppose you had instead a systems approach. What would that look like? What would be a system, something that you could do every day, that would get you not only something closer to equity, because I'm not saying that's a bad thing, you know, at least in terms of a you know, jet directional thing that everybody wants to be better. But I wouldn't say equity is the goal. You should, you should try to be better than average. Everybody should. And you should work on personal development. So personal development, a lifetime of personal development, makes racism trivial in your life because you would be so much more powerful than the forces against you. But it also makes you much more likely to get closer to that equity range or at least have a good, good life for yourself and your family than anything else would. So the big problem with Democrats is they have goals that sound pretty good. What they don't have is a system to get there, and Republicans continue to let them slide on that. And the problem is that you haven't, you haven't collected your uh, complaints into one good frame. You, Republicans say, for example, family is good. We should have more family stuff. How? Uh, how? What, what are you doing? You're just talking. That's a goal. right? If you're not telling me what to do about it. But I would say that in the past, a family was a system, wouldn't you? Family as an organization is a system that's worked, worked forever. Uh, how about religion? Religion is not really a goal. It's more like a system. Something you're you know, paying attention to every day, you're building your life around it, etc. You're practicing it on Sundays especially. That's a system. What about uh, free market? Free market's a system. Right? So Republicans are you know, pretty close to an A, you know, grade A, for understanding that a system is better than a goal. Democrats are just goal-oriented. Uh, get rid of guns. That's our goal. What? I mean, just, just get rid of them? Yeah, yep, that's the goal. Just get rid of them. Maybe you should think through all the ramifications. Nope, get rid of them. Uh, what about uh, too many people in jail? Oh, the goal is to have fewer people in jail. So what do you do? If you have a goal-oriented mindset, what do you do if there are too many people in prison? Let them out. Yeah, bail reform. Just let them out. <laughs> so every time you have a goal-oriented approach, you're not just different politically. We have to be a little bit more honest about this. That's actually stupid. And it's stupid according to literally everybody. I just have to describe it in that frame, and everybody agrees. Oh, shoot, when you say it that way, it is stupid. It's not a political difference. See, this is the thing we keep getting wrong. Because do you think there are a lot of Republicans who don't want people to do well because they're minorities? No. (laughs) No. No, but they have a system, which is I'll take care of my family and make sure we've got uh, homeschooling. Because homeschooling is what? It's a system. Right? 
So the public schools were a system, but then they broke. So then the Republicans, more so than the Democrats, said, well, our, our system is broke, so what's the point of having a goal of getting everybody well-educated if you don't have a system that can do it? So the Republicans immediately moved to an alternate system, homeschooling, etc. mostly homeschooling, right? And then you see the homeschooling system thriving because systems are better than goals. So every time you see this argument where there's a Democrat who's got a goal that just sounds terrific, but their system is just bullshit, you should call it out for being part of the stupid approach to life. You don't even have to talk about the individual case. Just say, just in general, goals without system are how stupid people act. Systems that can work in a variety of ways, including get you closer to something like equity, always work. Yeah, if it's a good system, it always works. So as soon as the the moment you, you allow yourself to go into their frame, you lose. So the frame of the Democrats is, you have my stuff, you owe it to me. If you argue that, you're in the wrong argument. They made, they made you think past the sale into their argument. The argument should be, oh, wait, is that a goal-oriented approach you have there? Oh, well, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not, not too interested in a goal. But if there's a system that could get all of us what we want, let's talk about that and make that system work really well. But a goal? No, I, the diversity should not be a goal. Diversity should, something that, should be something that happens on its own because everybody had a good system for advancement. Equity should not be a goal. It should be something that derives naturally out of a good system, because everybody has a chance to get educated. Everybody can do whatever they want. This is whiteboard material. It probably will be. It does need to be physical. But uh, now, now watch how well I sold this. Okay, Most of the things that I you know, try to sell you, so to speak, sell it. But um, in my live streams, wouldn't you say most people disagree? Like, well, not most people. But everything I propose as an idea, plenty of people are going to be on the other side, even if it's a good idea. There's always plenty of people. But, but, but watch this. How many people think I'm wrong, the systems are better than goals, and that's the entire problem here? Watch. Watch the comments. It's 100%. There won't be a single person who disagrees with me. It's, that, it's, that, it's really that easy. If you have the right frame, you get the right result. So you have to reframe it from a political opinion to systems are smart and goals are stupid, and there's never an exception to that. There won't be any exceptions to that. So you have to go to the argument that you're going to win. Stay out of their argument. Stay out of that whole who's got more, who's got less, who, who has a bad history, who is the victim, who's the oppressor. Don't even engage. The, those are arguments that unproductive people have, but you're not one of them. Now. <laughs> Maybe before, too. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. 
The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right. Um, I saw a uh, headline on CNN that I thought was going to be one thing and turned into another. The, the headline was that the, uh, the hosts of an ABC show, new show with Stephanopoulos, the hosts were shocked to learn that the polling for the president, if it were Biden versus Trump, is close. They were shocked to learn that given all we know, the results are still close. And I thought, wow, I, I certainly agree with CNN on this. It is, how are they going to explain that one of the candidates is cognitively gone and has conclusively been proven to be part of a criminal enterprise? How in the world could he still be polling as well as Trump, who in the fullness of time we can see was one of the most effective presidents of all time? And then I opened it, and it was, they were shocked that Trump is polling so well. I was like, wait, what? You're shocked that Trump is polling so well? Wouldn't 100% of everything we see suggest he should be polling two to one against Biden? Because one of them actually still works. Like, one of them still has a functioning brain and everything. And they were shocked that the guy without a brain wasn't doing better against the guy who is one of the most effective presidents of all time. <laughs> and it, was, it was quite a mind-bender to, to enter their little weird world where everything's backwards and just sort of spend some time in the backwards world. Now, they, in their world, the fact that Trump keeps getting indicted should, should be an uh, indication that, well, how in the world can I be voting for this indicted guy? And they're figuring out that their, their brainwashing, you know, gaslighting operation only works on their own team. The, the main thing that people forget is that the brainwashers aren't trying to brainwash you. They're brainwashing their own side. That's the whole game. Just brainwash their own side. Maybe get a few, you know, gray area people to go over, but they're not trying to brainwash Republicans. The Republicans can see it clearly for what it is. Now, the same is true on the Republican side. The Republicans who are, you know, let's say, pushing their narrative, they're not really trying to convince any Democrats. They know that's out of reach. All right. Um, uh, I'm tired of talking about how Bill Maher... Uh, is n- not woke. <laughs> I guess we could just stipulate that Bill Maher is a, a liberal who wishes it was more like the old days. Deborah, in all caps, Scott got brainwashed during COVID. Deborah, you got brainwashed by the people who told you my opinions were the opposite of what they were, and then you believed them. So the all caps shouting is kind of a tell for brainwashing there. If you see me shouting in all caps, then that would be a tell that you should say, hey, hey, maybe there's something wrong with you, Scott. But if you're shouting me in me all caps based on the fact that you believed a 4chan rumor or a comic strip about my opinions, maybe you should go look into that. All right. Um, the, uh, I think we're looking at what might be the new uh, uh, race hoax 2024. We've been waiting for it, but maybe it was, all, it was there all along. So you saw there was that well-dressed, suspiciously well-dressed group of 
alleged Nazis, although I think most were Nazis, so that part is, I don't think that's too alleged. Um, That seems like a fact. And they had nice new flags and nice new shirts and very, very well organized. And one of them is this highly tattooed guy, full face tattoo, called Boneface. And Boneface is known to have gone to fight for Ukraine for a while, but I think he, I think he was so bad they kicked him out of the Ukrainian military. Yeah, I don't know how bad you have to be to get kicked out of the Ukrainian military, but that's, how, that's what happened. Uh, I think he was kicked out. Anyway, uh, the, I think Rolling Stone is trying to get the hoax moving because somebody yelled at him um, that they were DeSantis supporters, and Boneface or one of them yelled back, uh, we support DeSantis, and that's the part that uh, Rolling Stone decided to quote and make an article about. So he used the statement, we support DeSantis. So he does, right? Because there was a guy, and he said those words, and they heard it with their own, they heard it with their own ears. They saw it with their own eyes. It's on video, so it must be true. Right? I mean, I, I don't know, could, could there be any counter-argument? Is there any way to imagine that you could see it on video and yet it wouldn't be true? Is there any way to imagine such a, such a wild thing? Well, suppose they had given you the full quote. Do you know what the full quote was? We support, we, we support DeSantis. Ha, 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 fuck DeSantis. That was the full quote. I, I think I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But the first part was sarcasm, followed by their actual opinion, which is mocking people who thought they supported DeSantis. They were actually mocking it. The opposite of what Rolling Stone reported, and they had the full video. <laughs> they had the video. Now, do you know what a wrap-up spear is? Pretty soon you're going to see a politician saying, well, there's DeSantis is racist. They said so. And people will say, no, 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 they didn't. And then what does the Democrat say? <laughs> Go Google it for yourself. Just Google it. You'll find out. And if you Googled it, what do you think would come up first? The debunking or the Rolling Stone article with the Rupard fake? Yeah, you know. You already know that. You don't have to check. So that, that's how it works. You just need to get one entity to say it's true. You get your least, let's say, least uh, honest entities to do that, who still have a national name, and then you act like it's true because it was in the media. <laughs> that, that's how the whole game is played. All right. There are, what are the four least reliable indicators of truth in 2023? There are four indicators of truth that are the least reliable. What are they? I will, I will label them. These are the least reliable things. Your left ear, your right ear, your left eye, your right eye. Right? Those four things do not trust for forming opinions because those are the easiest to fool. Do you know why scientists are so easy to fool? Because they don't suspect the trick. <laughs> That's why they're the easiest. Because the scientists are thinking, well, <clears throat> I'll look for a problem within the domain of science. What about somebody just made up some shit? They won't even, you know, what, what about a video that just got edited and they didn't know that's a thing? 
Right? As soon as you get out of your scientific domain, you think things are supposed to work the way things are supposed to work, you're completely lost. Because the, wor- the real world of you know, news and propaganda is nothing true at all. You know, it's just all completely ridiculous garbage. So, um, yeah, don't believe your eyes or your ears. And the, the dumbest people on social media, and you're seeing a lot of them lately, are saying, I saw it with my own eyes, I heard it with my own ears, it was on tape, you know, you must be lying because I personally witnessed it. Those, are, those people are so lost. It's the lowest standard of truth is you saw it. The lowest standard. Um, so, what else we got going here? <laughs> Slow news day. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. So I'm still working on some plans to figure out how to educate the youth. I've got a, another scheme, which you're going to see, uh, I think you'll see pretty soon. Uh, I'm working on some stuff. And uh, what about Maui? Well, what do you think is true about Maui? Do you think it's true that uh, uh, high-energy lasers from space started the fires? I put the odds of that at about zero. Uh, what do you think of the odds that it's a conspiracy by the rich people so they can buy the land up for cheap? I give the odds of that at about zero. Zero. Um, what are the odds? You know, I'll, give, you know, I'll give everything 0.001% because you never know. Right? But basically zero. Um, <laughs> somebody says Jewish space lasers. Probably, probably not. Probably zero. Um, how about... Yeah, because there's no other way to start a grass fire. Yeah, you know, if you're going to start a grass fire, the way to do it is with space-based assets. Huh, I'd like to start a fire. Well, I can't see any way to do that from the ground. So perhaps if I shoot my laser against a mirror in space... Yes, yes. Yes, that could be it. Archimedes, kind of a focus light kind of an idea. Set your sailboats on fire. Yeah, yeah, I know some history. And what else do you believe about Maui? Do you believe that uh, there was enough water because the the water-worshipping woke guy? I'd say the odds of that are pretty close to zero. Now, some parts of that story might be true, but if you believe that... If you believe they let the island burn because there was one guy who wouldn't release oil or water on time, really? I mean, just ask yourself, does that sound like a real thing that happened? Not to me. To me, the official story sounds better, that there was no point in releasing it for the helicopter pickup because the helicopters weren't flying because there was too much wind. That sounds real. So I don't know about anything else, but that sounded real. I don't know if it's real, but it sounded real. The other one doesn't sound real. Um, there's, do, you, do you think it's real that Hawaii did not properly attend to fire management by getting rid of the weeds or by turning off the power? Yes. Yeah. Normal incompetence explains everything. See, here, here's a good rule. If you have two possibilities and one of them is just people acting normal the way they always do, and one of them is an extraordinary space laser, 
I can't say it's never the space laser. Not never. But if you, if you go with that operating assumption, well, I think, I think the space laser is sounding good. No, you're not going to be right very often. Go with the most ordinary. See, this is what bothers me with all the anti-Semites. The anti-Semites have decided that they're seeing a pattern which can only be explained by a mass Jewish conspiracy. And that's why, for example, there's so many people with Jewish uh, last names who are in the media. You can't think of any other reason that there could be a lot of people in the best jobs in the world. You can't think of any normal reason for that. Like if you went to the colleges of America, would you find that one identifiable group is just killing it on education? Do you think you would find that? Of course you would. <laughs> of, of course you would. Yeah. And if, if one group is just killing it on education, like they're really getting that right, what kind of jobs are they likely to have? Sort of blue-collar you know, construction jobs? Or, or would they look for good jobs, like the kind that everybody would want? You know what would be a really good job? Head of a media company. I'd like that job, wouldn't you? I mean, if you, if you like that kind of thing, wouldn't you think those are the best jobs? So, so we're all going to be surprised that the people who are definitely doing the best in school, right, uh, have, have some uh, results that would be completely predictable based on having the best academic, um, you know, academic results. Then on top of that, I can't speak, speak for the Jewish community, but are there a lot of Jewish parents who are telling their kids that they should work for the post office? Because mine did. My, my father recommended I, work at, I grow up to work for the post office because he said the benefits were great, um, the, overtime was, the overtime pay was excellent, and the retirement was good too. It was good, steady work, and if you worked for the post office, you'd always have a job. Yeah. So my parents, who were not Jewish, recommended I get a nice, nice low-end job and settle in on that. Huh? How about that? Do you, do you think Jewish, a lot of Jewish households are like, you know, you know what you should really think of? You should really think of plumbing. Have you, have you thought of plumbing? No. They're probably saying you should be a professional of some sort. You know, some, something that wears a suit or a doctor outfit and you're going to make something of yourself. You're going to be a writer or an executive or a finance banker or a lawyer, doctor, scientist kind of thing. So now, now compare your theory, if you're an anti-Semite and you think there's a giant conspiracy. Compare your theory. Now, here are the, here are the things you have to accept to accept your um, Jewish conspiracy. You'd have to accept that for some reason, conservative Jews are not aware of the conspiracy. How'd that happen? Uh, how, how is it the conservatives, the one, you know, ones that might be on the same side of those of you who have uh, conspiracy theories, why are the people on your same side not aware of the theory? You're not going to find anybody. Now, second, are, in your view, are the the part is the Jewish conspiracy the best kept secret ever? Because I've worked my entire 
you know, professional career, I've always been around top successful Jewish executives, publishers, agents, um, talent, you know, way, way above the, uh, the percentage that you'd imagine for most kinds of careers because I'm in that kind of a job, right? I have a good job, surrounded by people, other people who have good jobs. Why do I have a good job? Because I took school really seriously. <laughs> That's why I have a good job. Yeah, I took it really seriously. And so I work with a whole bunch of other people who took school really seriously. Fortunately, my mother didn't think I should grow up and work in the post office. She, she was more of a be a lawyer type. So do you think that I could spend decades working in and around Jewish professionals and I wouldn't catch a, wish, a whiff of this bias which you all see that's driving them towards some kind of you know, big conspiracy? That I would spend 30 years, you know, a lot of my best friends, and then nobody would mention it. Like, it wouldn't even come up. <laughs> and, that, and that I would notice not a single case not a single case in my entire career where I even had a whiff that anyone who was Jewish was treating me in any way other than you know, what talent I brought to the situation. Not a whiff. You don't think, you don't think that I, of all people, would be able to detect you know, bias and discrimination against me? You don't think I could detect that? It's all I talk about. <laughs> It's, it's like 75% of everything I talk about is you know, some bias that affects me. I've never seen any. You, you could spend your whole life working with the top professionals in the Jewish world. You just would never detect anything like that. It is probably the most open-minded group of people that I've associated with. That's my, that's my experience. So the, the anti-Semites, you're going to you're gonna have to figure out what's wrong with your theory, because the ordinary theory of there's just people who valued school, so they do well. That's kind of the whole story. Now, if you say to me, but, 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 they also support Israel, I say, well, so do I. <laughs> so do a lot of people. You know, is that some big surprise? Like, th- does that tell you something? I mean, they're, they're one of our strongest allies. Yeah, of course we support them, right? Anyway, I just wanted to put that in there. Uh, do I purchase my coffee from Mike Lindell? No, I'm just keeping it easy. Starbucks. Um, odds of a Kraken? I don't know, probably the same as ever. You know, the, the, the only thing that would suggest there's going to be a Kraken is just that it feels like that would be the right point in the movie for it to happen. But in terms of other evidence, I don't see it. You know, every day I read a story about a new, a new set of evidence of election problems, but they don't pan out. So I've, I haven't seen one that I'm satisfied has turned into something real. But there might be. I wouldn't rule it out. Do not rule it out. Snoopy Boobs is here just to say bad things about me, so we'll make you go away. You're here every day just to say bad things about me. How sad your life must be. Imagine waking up and saying, ooh, I can't wait to be a pain in the ass to one person I don't know. 
Well, like, what, what's the motivation for that? Scott has never mentioned the Sackler family. Of course I have, Chucky. And he, he's calling me a clown for never mentioning it. Of course I have. Of course I don't care what happens to them. <laughs> there, there's this type of troll. Oh, by the way, there, there was some evidence of a vague uh, tweeted around something where there's some evidence that the DeSantis group are behind every rumor you're hearing about Vivek, because they said they were. So there was actually on tape some operative who said in his own words, everything they hear about Vivek comes from us. So they're massively flooding with Vivek fake stories. So all the stories you hear about the WEF and uh, about his pharma business, that's all fake stuff coming from the DeSantis trolls. All fake stuff. And you know what? You know, let, let, me, let me put out a principle for you. I don't know if Trump does that. Does Trump do that? Have you ever heard that there's a bunch of Trump trolls whose job it is to say things that are not true? There might be. There might be, but I'm not aware of them. But are they organized? Uh, obviously, trolls exist. That's not the question. But are they organized like allegedly this... Trump does it himself? I don't know. I, I feel like Trump generally says things that he thinks are true, but he might add some hyperbole. I don't see him just making shit up. Like, you know, it's hyperbole, but it doesn't look like just made out of nothing. It does seem different. Yeah. He is directionally accurate. All right. <laughs> and Al is saying, the, the, so Al, who's probably a DeSantis troll, says, Vivek conspiracies are true. DeSantis has no marketing machine. <laughs> does that sound like a real person would say that? That doesn't even sound like a real person, does it? Yeah. Well, I would say this. If I were a Republican, uh, I'm a registered Democrat, but if I were a Republican, and I knew that one of the people in the primary on my team was sending out people to make up shit about um, one of the most productive people in the party, Vivek, I would never vote for that guy or woman. Right? Uh, DeSantis, to me, if it's true that he has, that there's an organized group of people spreading rumors about Vivek that are not true, that's disqualifying. You know, even if it's a pack, I don't care, he knows it. If he knows it's happening and he doesn't stop it, that's disqualifying. Attacking your own team at that level. Yeah. Acting, acting like a Democrat. That's, that's exactly it. That would be acting like a Democrat. Uh, thinking that you could win by bullshit. DeSantis doesn't need any bullshit to win. See, that's, that's the sad thing. All he had to do is run a capable, um, you know, a capable campaign, which he didn't do. But that should have been enough to be you know, the solid second choice in case something happens with Trump, and there's a lot of danger of that. Yeah, who talks politics in person? Not many. Uh, I sure don't. <laughs> Look at this comment. Here's Norm says, Vivek is an affirmative action candidate. He gets the easy treatment because he is brown. You know it's true. Scott, for one, loves Vivek and brown people. 
Norm, I do love brown people. What, what is your point? Should I not? Why, why can't I love brown people? <laughs> I've, always loved, uh, I've always loved brown and black people. You know, if you live in California and you live in, an, um, let's say, an area that's doing well, half of your neighbors are Indian Americans. Like, they're, they're, they're awesome people. If you haven't partied with an Indian American, you have not partied. <laughs> Anybody want to back me up on that? If you, if you haven't been invited to a party at an Indian American house, you haven't been to a good party yet. They, they know how to have fun. Amazing people. You know, huge benefit to the country. Probably one of the best things that's happening to America is the, is the influence of Indian Americans. All right. Uh, he gets easy treatment. <laughs> Somebody thinks that uh, Vivek gets easy treatment on CNN. Like, what, what reality are you watching? <laughs> it's so funny. All right. All right, I'm just looking at your comments here for a second. Yeah. I, I, don't under, I would love to have a, uh, some kind of personal conversations with my trolls. You know, wouldn't it be great if I could just like transport the troll from social media like just to sit next to me? And I would just say, what the hell is going on here? The first question would be, are you drunk? Because you know, at, le- at least half of them just look drunk. Um, but if they're not drunk, I would say, what, what exactly is the game here? Are you just trying to get a little dopamine hit? Or do, do you believe any of the things you're saying? Because it doesn't sound like things that anybody would believe. And I did see that uh, Nikki Haley was uh, second in polling after DeSantis, which would be third. Um, I think she's got, uh, I think there's a big, I think there's a big desire in the Republican Party for a female candidate. When I say big desire, (laughs) Deborah, Deborah comes back imagining that she heard something true about me. Goodbye. Goodbye, Deborah. I wonder if Deborah is a real woman. Okay. Now, the, the trolls, it's always the same three trolls. If you think there are a bunch of trolls on, on YouTube, they're not. It's the same three. They just change their names and come back. You can tell them. You can tell them it's the same ones. All right. That, ladies and gentlemen, is all I've got for this uh, Monday. What is today? Labor Day, right? Labor Day in the United States. So if you're going into labor today, it's the perfect day for it. Uh, I, unlike many of you, will be working today because I never rest. I never rest. All right, that's all.